Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right, my friend. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, or ever since we changed it anyway, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. And so far as I know, we're streaming on social media this morning, but I've given up hope trusting these jokers a long time ago. But Pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us. You know, this um, there's deception is a, is a common, I guess, uh, tactic of all pol- – I'm going to say all – well, the vast majority of politicians. The vast majority of politicians. It, it's, it, it's not a new phenomenon to think that um, politicians suddenly – in the era of Trump, which is really what the media kind of wants you to believe, that you know people were just engaged in traditional politics, and then Trump came along, and that's when that's when deception and lying and evil tactics were first employed. The reality is that this is what politics, unfortunately, has has become. Politics is. Um, Run, I guess you could say, or it involves people who use practices of deception and lying and, you know, just flat out not telling, not telling the truth. And so one of these, the latest untruths or lies is what Jen Psaki keeps going to the podium and saying um, about Republicans as it pertains to defunding the police. Now, she's made a couple of statements. She's doubling down, tripling down on this ridiculous assertion that Republicans want to defund the police. It's as though history doesn't matter. And I don't know. I don't know what... There's a lot of things I think that intersect here. First of all, there is the uh, lack of awareness of a lot of Americans. They are they I think are hypnotized. Not you, not folks that follow this, but a lot of folks who just casually read headlines or follow some of the I don't know CNN talking heads or that sort of thing. They can be led to believe things they can be led to believe things that simply are not true and and accurate and the idea that it's republicans and Jen Psaki has doubled and i would say tripled down on this this idea the idea that it is republicans who furthered the concept or created the concept of defunding the police is absolutely unequivocally Absurd. It's completely ridiculous. But that's what she's up there at the podium 
saying. And what she'll say is, well, Republicans opposed this bill, which funded police. Now, I want to stop for a minute because this is one of my pet peeves, I think, in in politics, Um, at least as uh, politics are, I guess, discussed in today's society. And what I – my pet peeve or one of my pet peeves is in order to be in favor of something, you have to be in favor of federally funding it. So, for example, in order to be in favor of – Let's just take an issue that I'm not – I mean it's any issue. But let's say in order to be in favor of uh, provide, you know, caring for someone who has who, – who's from a – I don't know, who, who lives in poverty. In order to be in favor of helping the poor, you have to be in favor of federally funding some uh, entitlement program. For example – Right, so if you're not a, if you're not in favor of some bill that comes up, the say the helping the poor bill, just as an example, you're blamed or you're you're castigated. You are uh, branded as someone who doesn't care for the poor. You you could have started 25 nonprofits and you could feed an entire nation of uh, a third world country, and that doesn't matter because you are against. The bill, because anyone who's in favor of helping a particular group of people in this example um, must be in favor of the bill. And so that's the first thing that I have a problem with in politics. Well, not the first, but in this in this conversation and in Jin Saki's approach here. So if you don't vote for the help the police bill, for example, you're branded as someone who doesn't care about the police. Well, what's in the bill for starters? What's in the bill? Um, and and just because I'm in favor of funding police doesn't mean that I'm in favor of funding them indefinitely, or I shouldn't say indefinitely as far as a timeline, but just without any limits, right? I mean, budgets can, by their definition, are never. I mean, they're, they're always when you set a budget, there's you set a cap. So you could say, well, he doesn't care enough to spend $1 more or $5,000 more, $50 billion more. And if that's the case, then we would literally never have any budget set whatsoever because anytime you set a number, you've set a threshold, you've set a ceiling. Of course, the government just blows through these things anyway. And then we have continuing resolutions to raise the debt ceiling and all this sort of stuff, and we just hum our way down the road as though nothing's happening as we kick the can with us. So, but to say, just because you're not for a particular program, does how that is not necessarily at all, at all, synonymous with defunding the police. First of all, or secondly, I should say, it's also, just because I don't want to favor an increase or a new program or some bill that may have God only knows what tucked into it somewhere else, just because I'm not in favor of increasing the funding, it doesn't mean that I, want, that I want to defund them. There literally are people, and they have been from city council members all the way up to members of Congress, and maybe even I'm pausing here to think if I all the the jokers that were on stage the uh, during the Democrat presidential debates. I think there were jokers up there that were calling for literally de- calling for defunding the police. I have to pause because I don't remember. 
I'm wondering if Inslee said something like that, the crazy radical from Washington State. I mean, the point is, is that this is not being said amongst Republicans, but this is what Jen Psaki wants you to think. And I'll tell you this, what this indicates is that this is a problem for the Democrats. Violent crime is increasing all around this country. And that's unfortunate. AOC is out there telling us that, you know, we should keep this in perspective. This isn't we could we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't get hysterical. I believe she said about this. But is it not ironic that the places? That's totally predictable, by the way. Is it not ironic? Is it not at least uh, grab the curiosity? Does it not at least make folks who are saying actively saying defund the police? There's hashtags about this. This was these these were not created by Republican candidates. It's not created by any Republican in Congress or the Senate or some conservative talking, uh, you know, talking, well, pundit, some conservative talk show host. That's not who started this stuff. It is the radical left. This is undeniable. This is undeniable. Although I wonder, I wonder at some point if Jen Psaki calls up her friends at Google and she says, hey, can you help eradicate the history of this actually being Democrat ideas, I wonder how much help she would get from the radical leftists at Google. You know, I've encountered this before. I use another search engine from time to time when I'm trying to find something. In fact, a lot of times I'm trying to find something I know I just read a couple of months ago, and I can't find it anywhere. I go to another search engine, and lo and behold, I find it. I find it using a different search engine. Google, on the other hand, suddenly can't find what I'm looking for, even when it's very specific. And sometimes even when you find it, if you if you put the words from the article, um, once you find it on the other search engine and you search for it in Google, you still may not you still may not find it. Or at least have difficulties. It doesn't come up the same way it does for the other search engine and that's not my friends an accidental thing they this is the sort of thing that google uh, this is what having an ideological framework or an intention to move america in an ideological direction these are the sorts of things that that can happen and so so you factor all this together, and suddenly Jen Psaki can get up there on the stage behind the podium and make ridiculous claims that Republicans are the ones who want to defund the police. I want you to listen here briefly, and I'm gonna may have to stop this and come back to it after the break. But this is a, a, a back and forth between Peter Ducey of Fox News and Jen Psaki, of course the circle back girl from the White House going back and forth on defunding the police and who it is that's actually doing that. So here's this exchange. We've made from here. And on another subject, you mentioned at the last briefing that you think Republicans wanted to defund the police because they did not support the American Rescue Plan. Which Republican ever said that they did not like the American Rescue Plan because they wanted to defund the police? Well, first, let me just note that the president ran and won the most votes of any candidate in history on a platform of boosting funding for law enforcement. Okay, I want to stop there. The president ran 
on a platform of boosting law enforcement. Do you remember this? Do you remember this being part of Biden's platform? You know what I remember being part of Biden's platform? It's really simple. Trump bad. Trump bad. I'm not Trump. That's that's what Biden's platform is. The idea that we had some sort of debate and that Trump was out there, I guess, is this is this the the argument? Trump was out there campaigning to cut funding for police and Biden said, oh, no, 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 man, that is the wrong thing. Yeah, that's the wrong thing. It's the wrong thing to do as he's telling stories about corn pop and everything else he's out there doing on the campaign trails. They hit him in the basement of his house while the goose, the geese were back there honking in the background while he got on stage occasionally in front of cars parked in a parking lot and horns honking from people falling asleep at the wheel and their heads hitting the horns and all that sort of stuff. Am I supposed to believe, and you're supposed to believe, that we had a debate about law enforcement in this in this country and Biden was out there talking about increasing the funding. And this was a major part of the platform. I'm sorry, folks. That's not at all how I remember the 2020 election. Is it how you remember it? I mean, maybe, maybe it's possible one of the ultra radicals in the Democrat debate was up there clamoring to defund the police and Biden made a statement about how that's not a good idea. That's conceivable. I think I dozed off during those debates, so I couldn't tell you for certain or not. But I can tell you this, it was not a central component of the reason Biden got elected. It's not something he was out there hammering, saying that it, you know, comparing and contrasting himself against Donald J. Donald J. Trump. This is, is she serious? Like, this is really what she's up here saying at the podium? I mean, of course it is. Nothing is uh, beyond what these, well, what these jokers will say. But anyway... So there's more to this I want to get to after the break. But again, the point here that she's trying to make that is absolutely factually incorrect is that it's Republicans who want to defund the police, not Democrats. Not Democrats. That means this is just a cue, again, that people understand that violent crime is a real problem and they're starting to blame the Democrats. So now she's going to come out here and say that that's really a Republican idea. Sounds like a fair thing, a fair thing to try to to uh, give a responsibility like this to to Jen Psaki to try to communicate this nonsensical gibberish and factually incorrect. Where are the fact checkers on this, by the way? NBC News, are you fact CNN? You fact checking this? The most trusted name in news. I want to see it. Because this is factually 100% wrong. Quick timeout. You're listening here to Conservative Not Better Talk. We'll continue this after the break. Sit tight. Back in a minute. Welcome back, my friends. This program brought to you in part by... One of my friends, Freegee Auctioneers, F-R-E-I-J-E, Auctioneers with an S, dot com. In fact, TJ, TJ is actually coming over here this morning to go through some stuff. I've got, we've got some things that we need to, 
well, not just need, but want to, to share with you and just not quite to that point yet. I think we'll maybe do that next next week. We got some exciting news to share, a lot of stuff going on, and I think you'll I hope you'll enjoy hearing it. But anyway, it's in relation to that. TJ's coming over here uh this morning, actually right after the program. Of course TJ probably wishes he was here during the program so he could talk as well. I'm not sharing this microphone with TJ, but anyway, they have provide auctions services. Um, anything from they have real estate auctions, they do firearms auctions, they have uh, their big boy toy auctions, which is in the springtime, I believe. And so you can check them out, go to their website and see what they have coming up. Some of these auctions are online. Some of these you have to be in person. Some's a combination. But check them out, freegeauctioneers.com, F-R-E-I-J-E, auctioneers with an S, freegeauctioneers.com. Be sure to tell them that Todd, the Todd Huff Show, sent you. So I'm going to go back here to this um, this soundbite of, of Jen Psaki and her attempt to try to lay the blame of the defund the police movement at the feet of Republicans. This is beyond absurd. This is this is this is akin to saying that Republicans are the ones who are trying to uh, pass gun control legislation. This is akin to saying that Republicans are the ones who are trying to pass uh, more pro-choice or pro-abortion legislation. That's what this is is like. It's it's even I would even say worse than that. It's even it's even more uh, based in fantasy land than those statements would be. So she's up at the podium and she's done this for multiple times now, multiple days, and she's telling the press that Republicans are the ones who want to defund the police. So I'm going to pick up where we. Where we left off, and of course, we left off with her telling us what Biden's that Biden campaigned on this. And as I pointed out, Biden campaigned only on really one thing: orange man bad. I'm not orange man, as the radical left would say. That's basically Biden's campaign in a nutshell, and that's I think largely undeniable. That's why they could hide this guy in the basement for all these months. That's why he didn't go out and uh, and campaign. That's why. You know, the issue of uh, they they used COVID. And again, I'm not saying that there is not – I don't want to get into the whole COVID thing at the moment, although there's certainly news on COVID. Um, but they they use that sometimes as an excuse not even to to engage the public at all, right? We had a debate that was canceled, and then we had this on-air love fest between Biden and CNN that's supposed to be like a town hall meeting when it was really just – how can we help you win an election sort of thing? Anyway, I don't want to get into all that. But the idea that Biden was actively campaigning for police, and I guess Trump's out there doing the opposite. This is this is a fake, phony, make-believe world that these, these jokers live in. So we're going to pick up there with Jen Psaki again, trying to lay the, the, the problem of the Black Lives, not Black Lives Matter, defund the police, which of course is a result of some of the, uh, it can be traced back to the Black Lives Matter movement, 
right? I mean, this is it's completely undeniable. It's right there for anybody who wants to see it. But Jen Psaki sees it completely differently, and here is where she picks up with that. Republicans spent decades trying to cut the COPS program. There's record of that. That doesn't require anyone having new comments. And then also stood in the way of crucial funding needed to prevent the laying off of police officers as crimes increased. That's a simple statement of fact. I understand what you're saying there. However, there are lots of examples of Democrats explicitly saying they want to defund the police. We've got Congresswoman Cory Bush, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar. Are there any examples of Republican members of Congress saying they want to defund the police? I think most people would argue that actions are more important than words, wouldn't you say? Uh, well, to that point, uh, to your point there, at the time of the vote on the American Rescue Plan, you had the Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, he said he just didn't like it because he thought it was a classic example of big government Democratic overreach in the name of COVID relief. And then Kevin McCarthy said he thought Democrats were using coronavirus as an excuse to justify funding pet projects. Well, where is the, here the we're going to vote against here, this because they want to defund the police? Again, I think actions speak louder than words, Peter. So if you oppose funding for the COPS program, something that was dramatically cut by the prior administration and many Republicans supported, and then you vote against a bill that has funding for the COPS program, we can let other people evaluate what that means. It doesn't require them to speak to it or to shout it out. Their actions speak for themselves. Go ahead. Okay, so that's her argument. Her argument is if you don't vote for a piece of legislation that's called the COPS program, you're you're in favor of defunding defunding the police. What she's referencing here, and I'm looking here at justice.gov, the, the COPS hiring program is a competitive award program intended to reduce crime and advance public safety through community policing by providing direct funding – for the hiring of career law enforcement officers. The COPS office, I don't want to, that's, but that's in a nutshell. So if you're not in favor of a program that provides direct federal funding for law enforcement officers in local communities, you're defunding the police. Meanwhile, we literally have cities that are run by radical leftists who say we are going to defund the police. They take the pol- – I mean it's New York City. New York City is an example. You have this movement. In fact, it's part of this this uh, race for mayor um, that is truly a disaster. They cannot – look at all the problems with this election, by the way. They counted test ballots or some such thing. You can't make this stuff up. wonder if this will now be – deemed as the most secure election in American history. But you've got this um, the, the, this misrepresentation of what Republicans are for here. But federally paying for local law enforcement, to me, Jen Psaki, seems as maybe one of the reasons Republicans wouldn't have been for this. It's not that Republicans are against police. It's that they're maybe against the you know the the way that this program specifically works that it's federally funded instead of locally funded republicans this may be a shock and i don't again uh this doesn't apply to all republicans we've got some not so good republicans either but there is a thing called federalism and states rights and the federal government again as i as i mentioned off the top one of the things that they 
these jokers do is to tell us that in order to be in favor of something, you must be in favor of federally funding it, which is complete nonsense and gibberish. But this is, of course, what they tell us, and this is, of course, accepted as, as gospel truth by many many in the media. But it's the radical left that's literally out there telling us they're going to defund the police. And then they defund the police. They take an existing budget and they slash it, or they want to, instead of having law enforcement officers, have counselors running around in the street out there, which, look, I'm counselors have a, a place, but that isn't it. Right, I mean that that's not that's not it, especially when violent crime is exploding. New York City is becoming more and more dangerous. Lots of cities are. Chicago, as you know, is out of control. Lori Lightfoot up there, and instead of addressing that, is determining which race of reporters she talks to on a given day. <laughs> totally absurd. What we're dealing with here. The idea that defund the police can be laid at anyone's feet besides the likes of the squad, the radical left, the Democrat Party in general, is laughable. They own this. They created this. This is their problem. This is their contribution. This is what you get when you elect people who have no idea what they're doing. When they kowtow to these radical leftist groups, this is what you get. This is exactly what you get. This is a case study. And now they blame the Republicans. And look, there's plenty of things I would like to, and I think the Republicans in general deserve uh, blame for. But this, my friends, is certainly not one of them. No matter how much history Jen Psaki wants to rewrite here. Quick time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. you to give me a list of possible explanations for this tragic collapse of uh, this building in in or near Miami in Florida. Would your first thought, and I, I want to, again, I want to get to the so-called analysis of the Biden administration and CNN here working in conjunction as they take us through Another walk through fantasy world here, but I want to first start with the 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 human. Anytime there's a human, you know, a tragedy like this, the collapse of this this building, and they're still trying to recover, um, you know, individuals. Um, they, they they can't find many. There's many missing people, but again, we're looking at tons of of you know rebar and and steel and concrete. And a lot of just uh, – it's sad. It's its terrible, to, this tragedy. So I always – when we talk about these things, we want to at least acknowledge that. I think um, that needs to be done, and sometimes it's its its not done, and it can come across – you know, I don't know. It just needs to be addressed, I think, because what they're talking about here on CNN is utterly idiotic. So – you might think that there's something to, and I know there's, I don't want to get into the conspiracy theory crowd here. I don't want to, there's there's that out there. There always, there always is with these things. But 
the building and its collapse, um, you know, that there were reports um, years ago where engineers, structural engineers, found defects and concerns about uh, this this particular structure, and you know the the weakening of the rebar and exposure to elements and you know salty air and all this sort of stuff may have over time contributed to you know taking away the structural integrity of this of this building those explanations for this and 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 you know taking that conversation um to where it needs to go seems to me to be the route that a conversation should go when we're looking at the causes or what may have happened here in this uh, particular case with this building collapsing. But that's not where CNN and Biden Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm decide to take this. I want you to listen to this exchange really quickly here. Again, this is on CNN. Um, I think it was a couple of days ago on uh, Tuesday. Just listen to this. They're blaming, as you guessed it, climate change, or at least as a possible culprit here. In terms of in terms of climate, you brought up what's happening, what we're seeing in the Pacific Northwest. Um, we've been talking a lot about what happened in Florida at the Surfside condominium building that collapsed. We don't know exactly what happened at this point. But given what we know about the changing climate, given that we've seen an increase in these so-called extraordinary tides and the impact that that can have in areas like South Florida, do you think that climate could have played a role in that building's collapse? Well, obviously, we don't know fully, but we do know that, that the seas are rising. I mean, we know that we're losing inches and inches of beaches, not just in Florida, but all around. Um, you know, Lake Michigan, where I'm from, they, you know, we've seen the loss of beaches because the, the waters are rising. So, you know, this is a phenomenon that will continue, whether it ha- we'll have to wait to see what the analysis is for this building. But the issue about resiliency and making sure we adapt to this changing climate, that's going to mean levees need to be built. That means seawalls need to be built. That means infrastructure needs to be built. We need to make sure that we invest enough in clearing out the forests so we don't have these weather events. We need to invest in hardening our transmission lines, maybe burying wires so that we can protect areas that are like tinderbox dry. There's so much investment that we need to do to protect ourselves from climate change, but also to address it and mitigate it. And hopefully these infrastructure bills, when taken together, will make a huge step and allow America to lead again. Secretary Granholm, good to have Hopefully. What does she mean, hopefully? Shouldn't it solve all those problems? I mean, again, we don't know. The seas are rising, she says. The seas are rising. Well, I thought Obama cured that. I thought Obama, in fact, I remember back in 2008, he told after the election, this is the moment. Oh, yes, this is the moment. You might have remembered the the God reverb on the microphone. This is the moment that the seas are going to begin to rescind. The seas even bowed at the name of Obama. It's utterly ridiculous to me. They have to, they're not quite sure. They're waiting for the information to come in as to whether or not um, sea level change or climate change contributed to this. And the it, it's despicable. What do you mean? And by the way, she's also out here saying that effectively, 
Um, one thing here that's actually accurate, or maybe a couple things, which is shocking to hear from the Biden administration, but or from the radical left in general. But she addresses um, dealing with some of the issues that cause some of the forest fires. And you know why some of these forest fires are um, you know, spread or start. Many of them are started by lightning strikes, but many of them are also started by um, old, faulty power equipment, especially in the state of California, which is effectively the result of government legislation um, and forcing these utilities to put all of their resources in renewable new energy. And so they let these, I think I've seen 1940-something um, equipment, power lines, some equipment that's been around since the 40s, I believe. And so sometimes there's problems with those, obviously, that old of equipment. And then you've got a tinderbox, a dry forest that, you know, they've they've not been allowed to do controlled burns in because, again, of radical leftist policies. And suddenly there's some arcing and sparking or whatever takes place along those transmission lines. And a fire takes place. So that is something that it needs to be that needs to be done. That should be done anyway, with or without infrastructure spending the world has that got to do with anything but this is part of just maintaining what we've got in this country as part of our electrical grid and the way that we deliver electricity to to citizens around this wonderful nation but she has maybe stumbled into some truths there but this idea this idea that we're still not sure if we should blame any of this building collapse on climate change is utterly irresponsible and patently just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous quick time out here is in order you're listening to conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back in just a minute program brought to you in part by Spur of the Moment, Spur of the Moment Creations. They are located here in central Indiana in in Fishers, actually, just a little bit north of Indy, and they make homemade hand-poured candles and melts right here locally. You can check them out on their website, spuroftheMomentCreations.com, spuroftheMomentCreations.com. By the way, have you grabbed the uh, the uh, your copy of Vogue magazine. Vogue magazine has finally decided that putting a first lady on the cover of the magazine is a good idea. Now, I couldn't care two hoots about this, um, but I do find it ironic that we literally had, <laughs> we literally had a sitting fashion model in the White House. Vogue never offered to put Melania Trump a fashion model. A fashion model on a fashion magazine cover. They never even considered that. Didn't make sense to them for what? Well, we know why, because the radical leftists. But now, just a few months into Biden's term as president, as he's saving America from the mess of Trump, wink, wink. Meanwhile, he's creating messes and more problems for this nation to deal with, starting at the border, starting at uh, just the way that government intervenes in our lives and controls our lives and all these other things that are coming, government spending, regulation, taxes, 
you name it, international relations, we're watching as tensions rise, especially with Iran and so forth. But anyhow, Joe Biden in a, I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about Vogue, but I don't, I don't feel like what she's sporting here on the cover really fits the Vogue image. But nonetheless, nonetheless, there she is on the cover of Vogue. The <laughs> title of the article, A First Lady for All of Us. A first lady for all of us. She's smiling here on the balcony of the White House overlooking uh, the, the, the grounds of the White House. And you can see the Washington Monument in the background, which may be deemed racist at some point. I don't know. Actually, probably is now in certain circles. But again, the idea, we had a, a fashion model in the White House. And apparently, as has been reported in the past, I didn't know this, but Vogue did offer to do a profile of Melania in their magazine. I think it says twice here in this Breitbart article, and, and she refused because it did not was not accompanied with a cover shoot. Um, instead, we have our Vogue has held on to that opportunity for the next first lady, Jill Biden. So run out and get your copy today. Uh, I'm sure many of you are subscribers to Vogue anyway. Um, hardly. Quick time out here is necessary. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. care, by the way, that Jill Biden, sorry, Dr. Jill Biden, doctor, is on the cover of Vogue magazine. I couldn't care to, like I said, two hoots about that, but I just find it slightly ironic as to why Vogue wouldn't put the fashion model on the cover. It seems to me like a match made in, in heaven, except for everything is political, of course, right? Everything is political and they wanted you to think. It's just those little subtle, subtle things. Don't put her on the cover because she's married to a Nazi. This is dangerous. Vogue's got to do its part here. And this is the sort of stuff that resonates with some of these, as Rush used to call them, low-information voters. I've got to go, folks. Thanks so much for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care. <laughs>